Welcome to Mind Body Success with your hosts, Allison Swerdloff and Dr. Lisa Hart. Listen along as we take you on a life-changing journey into creating success by incorporating mindfulness, self-care, mindset, and personal development. Open your mind, let your adventurous side out, and allow us to motivate you to remove the hustle and overwhelm while shifting your current reality to the life of your dreams. Through conversations with high achievers, you will learn tips, tools, and strategies to overcome challenges and live a life of prosperity and abundance. Let the adventure begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mind Body Success with Dr. Lisa Hart and myself, Allison Swordloff. We are excited to be here today, and we're doing something a little differently today. Instead of having an interview with another successful coach or consultant, we're going to be talking amongst ourselves and having a deep dive conversation about what mindfulness means to us how we use, utilize it in our daily lives, and to give tips and tricks on how to incorporate mindfulness into your life on a regular basis and how it might help improve your success. So welcome to today's episode. Great one, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. Something that's near and dear to both of our hearts here. <laughs> so I'm going to get just start by asking you, When you think mindfulness, what does that mean to you? Because everybody thinks of it a little bit differently. Well, that's true. Even I think of it, I can think of it differently, um, depending what I'm doing. But I think mindfulness comes down to being very present. So you're not consumed with the past and you're not worried about the future. You're just very present because really it's all that present moment is all we can deal with anyway. So then you know, you just have this moment in time, you have control over it. If you check in with your emotions, you can, you can shift that. I know a few days ago, I was feeling a little bit stressed, maybe a lot stressed and a little bit down and put myself through this practice of what can I do quickly in this moment? And my go-to for that is writing out the things I'm grateful for, because that will give you a big boost. For me, you can only deal with what's right here in the right in this present moment. Anything else is too much when we're talking about being mindful. Now, what do you mean by being mindful? What exactly does that mean? Or especially for our listeners who have never really paid attention to mindfulness, what would you tell them about mindful, being mindful? To me, it means being aware, being self-aware, being aware of your body, your mind, your energy level, your physical energy level, and also your vibrational level, the things around you, other people's energy, for instance, Mm -hmm. just being really aware is to be mindful to me. What about you? No, I feel very much the same way. It's being aware of everything around me and inside of me, because for me, a lot of it is my emotions. I'm empathic, so I absorb the energy of others. And I have to be more aware of that, that if I'm having a very down day, I have to be aware of what is causing that. And when I'm having a great day, what's causing that? And usually as an empathic person, it's internal energy. 
and external energy because they feed off each other. And if I'm around very negative people, my energies and everything about me will be down and I'll be, I'm not going to say a depression because I don't really get depressed, but I'll be in a depressive state where everything just is black. It's, I'm not living life fully emotional or fully present to everything around me because I'm in a very draggy, negative energy state. And sometimes I can work myself out of it just by figuring out how to counter that negative energy. But other times I just have to allow my body or myself to wallow in it and work its way through. Because you can't just force the negative energy out. You have to work the negative energy out. I hear you. I also experienced that for sure. And I think one thing that helps is to just remove yourself from the negative mm-hmm. and put yourself in a more positive state. Like music, I have two playlists that I go to that I know will lift my, you know, lift my spirits, lift my energy. But yeah, it is true. Other people's energy, you know, their field, we have this energetic mm-hmm. field and, and it does affect you. I talk about putting on my force field because mm-hmm. you can be aware, you know, sometimes you're more aware. Okay. When I'm in this situation, I tend to get hit with a lot of negative energy. So if you mentally just put this force field up so that you're, you're aware and you, you're not quite as susceptible to it. Very so true. It only helps so much, but it is, I think it helps me a little bit. No, I agree with that. And sometimes even if you are aware of it, you don't necessarily realize the impact it's having on your body and your emotions and your energy and your physical self. Because it, for me, be having absorbed the negative energies, it can impact me in a very, my whole body. It will depress my body. I have issues with my back. It'll cause all of my issues with my body to come out. My neck will tighten up. My back will tighten up. I'll just want to lay in bed and do nothing all day. And sometimes it's just, it's hard to get out of bed and work out or take a walk or clear my head because the energy is just there. And what I was saying about wallowing, I will journal about that because I know I'm in a negative state and I need to get it out somehow, but I just don't have it in me. I don't have the energy to go out of the house or to do more than what's necessary. I don't necessarily have the energy to work on the things that give me enjoyment or whatever. But if I journal about it or I'll sit and read a good book and lose myself in what I'm reading in order to work through the negatives, but I'm mindful, the mindfulness comes in because I'm, I have to be aware of it, that it's happening for me to be able to put the right things in play. It might take me hours to get over it. It's not something that even being mindful of it. It's not something that they can do immediately. And that's what I think a lot of people think about. They hear mindfulness and like, oh, one, two, three, all I have to do is be positive and mindful and my energy is going to shift. It doesn't happen that way. It takes a while for you to work through it for your, for every, your energy to get back to the high level. I think it's a bit of a skill set though. I think you can get yes. faster and faster. Yes, I will agree with that especially if it's a situation you encounter repeatedly, like you're prepared for it, you recognize Mm -hmm. it, you know what's worked in the past to get you out of of it from this source. And then you just 
do it because I mean, I still work in clinics and, and also it's, it's a lot like, you know, corporate really just any group work situation, mm-hmm. but different stages of their careers and different right. types of careers. And, you know, it's just like the talk around the water cooler kind of thing without the water cooler, you know, people complain, mm-hmm. and commiserate and this sort of thing. But um, all of that, even if you feel like, oh, you're being supportive or you're, you know, lending an ear, it's not worth lending an ear. So I'm a very compassionate person, but I excuse myself quickly if I can't change the subject with, with all that. Cause some of it's, it's insidious, you know, mm-hmm. and then at home, gosh, if you're already at home. Where can you go? I work from home. So I'm in my downstairs office on a regular basis. And the only other person in the house is my boyfriend and he's up at his office. <laughs> so you know, I don't have another interaction other than on the phone during the day. I don't have the luxury of having a space to go to outside. But since I've been working from home, I've been a lot more mindful of a lot of things. When I was working in my office in New York, we didn't have a lunchroom. So we would eat at our desks. And even then I would make a point, I'd eat my lunch and then I'd walk away from my desk. Let's say I had 45 minutes. It would take me 15, 20 minutes to eat my lunch. Even if I just wanted to read a book, I would go into the lobby of my office building and sit on one of the chairs in the lobby just to clear my head and make a phone call, read my book. Or I would take a walk around the building because each three laps around the building was about three to four laps was a half a mile. So I would spend 15 minutes, my last 15 minutes of my lunch, walking around the building, you know, not quite a power walk, but some, but a bit of a speed walk. I'd at least stretch my legs. I'd get out. I don't have that luxury now working from home and I only get a half hour lunch, but I get away from my desk. I go upstairs and actually eat a real lunch in my kitchen and at my dining room table. You know, so I'm preparing my lunch and eating it at my table. So I have that half hour away from my desk, eating in a real eating spot. I might read my book. If my boyfriend's having lunch with me, we'll, you know, we'll talk about our days and we'll have conversation. But I make a point of getting away. And when I finish work, before I start on my other work, I'll sit out on the deck and read a book for 20 minutes to get some fresh air, to clear my head before I go back into my office to start my own business work. I like that. I like that a lot. I think in um, our American culture, too many people are, for instance, with regard to eating, and I'm one of them, actually. I'm more mindful than I used to, but still, my kids are much better at this than I am being mindful and enjoying smell and the texture and just not doing anything mm-hmm. else when you're, you're eating. I think it adds a lot of pleasure. When I do it, it's, it's nice, but we all have things to be more mindful of. It's true. And yes, with eating, so many people just eat for sustenance. They eat their meal in five minutes. I'm like, slow down, slow down a little bit. You don't have to shovel it in. Eat like a person, (laughs) you know, 20 year olds. But it's, yeah, we're in a instant gratification. Everything runs so quickly and it's just like, slow down, enjoy life. That's part of being mindful is slowing down being aware of what's going on around you. The season changes, the temperature shifts, 
we're more aware of that here in Oregon than I was when we were in New York because the temperature starts out, let's say I'm leaving the house at six o'clock in the morning to go to the gym. It's 50 something degrees. It's cool. One o'clock, it gets to be about 80 degrees. Four o'clock is the heat of the sun. That's when it's in the 90s. But in New York, the hottest part, the hottest part of the day is 10 to two. So it's cool in the morning by 10, by noon, it's at the hottest. And then by the time you would leave work at, let's say, five o'clock, it starts cooling down. Here, I leave work at four o'clock. I'm sitting out on the deck in the hottest part of the day. You know, so it's very different. It's been an interesting mind shift. But I have to be Mm -hmm. mindful of that when I'm doing things. It's like, how much time can I sit out here? Because Mm -hmm. I now have the heat of the sun at 430. You know, so even that's a big part of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Do you have any special mindfulness practice? Well, journaling. And to me, I try to journal every more, either every morning or every night. I like doing both, but during, in the morning, I tend to do more gratitude because waking up is huge and just being able to wake up and start the day, start the day fresh and basically forget about yesterday, just start today fresh. I love to journal. That's been a huge one, huge thing for me. Sitting quietly, not even necessarily meditating, but just experiencing breathing is a big one. And I like to work out, you know, my morning workouts. I I missed them when I wasn't doing them. And I just like starting the day active. And then I know I can continue the rest of the day. What about you? What are some of your mindfulness habits? Well, I tend to assign, I started this way back in medical school. Back then it was to, you know, like figure out these problems or to memorize this chart or that sort of thing. But now, and then when you wake up, you know, your subconscious has not been asleep. So, you know, then you're further along. But now I assign my subconscious a task most nights. And then first thing I do before I even get out of bed, most days, I have a very short little meditation that I do. Regarding focusing on this one one thing, mm-hmm. and then right after it, I do journaling, and I just let things flow through me. And sometimes it's just a bullet list, and it's not you know it's it's coming through me, mm-hmm. and my subconscious has been working on it. The higher powers, it's um, you know I do a lot of connecting the dots that way. That really helps me. I, I like I like the journaling, but you're right about the meditation you don't always have to have a specific thing just sitting quietly gets you in a med- into a meditative state exactly and to me meditation or quiet breathing and just honoring the world and the universe in one whatever way works for you whether it be yoga whether it be just general sitting whether it be guided meditation it opens you up to so many things that is to me the most optimal state of mindfulness because you never know what's going to come from that. It's true. And I think it's important to write it down, have something handy. Mm-hmm. When I'm driving a long distance, because I live out way out in the country now. And so when I drive anywhere, I have a pad of paper and a pen and I, I write, you know, I still look at the road, but I, I write, I write large on a piece of paper, these inspirations that come to me uh, because yeah, you get into this meditative state. Mm-hmm. When you're driving on the straight roads with nothing, that alone is a meditative state. 
Yeah, don't do it so much on the curves on this logging road. <laughs> no, but when you're on the straight road for miles yeah. and miles. Yeah. I know when we were driving out here, we were, I think we were in Montana and the the map said, go for 111 miles. So we were going, it was quiet. All of a sudden, in two miles, turn right, we both jumped because the GPS had been totally quiet for the last hour or more because we were going 111 miles. Right, right. All of a sudden, (laughs) in the dark, (laughs) the GPS woke us up. (laughs) I'm like, thank goodness there were no cars here. It wasn't like it was loud, but it was just sudden. And driving Montana really is straight road through you know, very flat, very straight. All you're seeing is farmland. And then you get in two miles, turn right. Like, oh my God, that was a meditative state unto itself. A little hypnotic state sounds like too. Yeah. (laughs) Bill teased me at that one because I was driving at that moment. And I'm like, well, she's been quiet all this time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, this has been a great conversation. And I know we're just getting to the end of this, but is there anything else you want to say about it? Well, I think people expect that it's going to be hard to meditate or hard to, you know, just change. So I think just baby steps, you know, make little post-it notes, just breathe or have a little morning routine that you stick to about the journaling or the meditating or whatever seems right to you, the exercising and just try to establish a habit. And if you feel like, oh, I didn't do very well at that, don't focus on that at all. Just re-engage, be kind to yourself because it's, you know, it's a journey. I agree with that. And one of the tips I just want to give is we've both mentioned journaling and people get hung up on it and they have to write everything perfect. One tip I just want to give to people, to listeners is journals, not for anybody else. It's strictly for you to express your feelings, your emotions, It could be about a specific incident. It could be general about your day. It can just be a series. What I like to do very often is stream of consciousness. And on the days when I do the stream of consciousness, if I'm focusing, I might consider writing a page. If I'm doing stream of consciousness, I can have three or four pages in a journal just in a course of 20 minutes because I'm just letting everything flow. And if you need a prompt, there are places you can get journal prompts. I actually have some journal prompts that I will be working into something, whether it be, I'm still trying to figure out what, how, but I will have some journal prompts that if people want to have an idea of something to get them started. I can even do a daily journal prompt email, Mm -hmm. something to get your mind thinking. If you're like, oh, what do I write about in my journal? Mm -hmm. You know what? Write about what you feel. Write about how happy you are that you're alive. Write about good things. Write about negative things. If you're experiencing something negative at this moment, whether it be loss, you know, grief from loss or whatever, lost job, lost loved one, write about it. You would be surprised how much better you feel once you get your thoughts down on paper. And because being on paper, they're no longer bothering your mind. Right. Better out than in. 
to anybody listening, thank you for joining us for this wonderful conversation about mindfulness. If you have any further questions, you can contact either Lisa or myself. For me, you can reach me at swordloffconsulting at gmail.com. And Lisa, how would they reach you? Info at Lisa Hart Coaching, L-I-E-S-A-H-A-R-T-E Coaching. And you can also message us or contact us through the Mind Body Success website. And we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mind Body Success Podcast and being part of our amazing community. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and gleaned some tidbits that you can incorporate today to start changing your life. Our goal is to be your guides and we look forward to continuing to provide amazing content. Don't forget to join in the discussion at mindbodysuccesspodcast.com for full show notes, resources, and further conversation. If you have a specific topic idea, feel free to recommend it. We We look look forward forward to seeing you on our next episode. episode.